Hey everybody and welcome to episode 2 of Wandering Witches. I'm Dustin. I'm Magdy. And we're just going to do the same layout as last time. We're driving around in our uh, faithful Mazda 3 named Stella. And we're going to be talking about various pagan issues. Um, tonight we're going to talk about um, some basic things. For new people, this is something that a lot of people get confused on. And for people that aren't so new, um, it can just be a little bit of a rehash of something you might already know. We're going to be talking about titles, covens, and groups. And the difference between all of that. Okay, so let's start. Um, uh, let's start with titles. Um, uh, let's start with the, the title shaman. So um, most people think that a shaman is um, more of a, of a head of some sort of a group or coven. Is that true? Yeah, I would say it's it's used as a, uh, a title to denote your position. Like you, uh, I guess you'd call it an appeal to authority. <laughs> right, but what it really is is a system of belief. Yeah, when uh, people refer to shamanism, they're usually talking about um, a person or tradition that uh, focuses mainly on... Um, existential journeying and basically like healing or spiritual workings in a community. Right. And uh, there sometimes that can be one person can cover all three of those um, uh, um, types of, of uh, spirituality. And sometimes someone is just so, so powerful and they like to concentrate on just one. Like there is a shaman that concentrates on physical healing. And then there's some a shaman that might concentrate on um, spiritual guidance for a community, and usually it's a community um, deal. Yeah, um, it's shamans kind of get into a uh, <laughs> kind of go into a weird branch in a lot of titles because it's one of the most used titles I think in the spiritual community. Yeah, lately it has been. Yeah. Um, but it's, it does have a very specific, uh, I guess, practice to it. Like there's, there's very specific things that a shaman traditionally does. Right. And there's a difference between also the modern use of the word shaman and what shamanism was and still is. Um, shamanism was a, um, a religion, an actual religion belief set that was for um, the people in Siberia. Yeah. And today it's changed, like things do shift and change. So, you have anything else to say about that? Uh, no, the only thing I would really add to that is that uh, more or less our views on titles is that we have no issue with people using titles because they're useful to um, basically find like minds or basically make it easier so for people to basically, you know, find people they relate to. But when it comes to titles denoting positions, uh, obviously we believe that it's important for you to have done the work. You know, 
yes, done the work, study. Um, uh, if you're going to be in a group to have a title, um, it's very, very important that you actually find a teacher or a group of teachers and work your way up the ladder, basically. And another part of that is that um, if you're in a specific group, like we're going to get into uh, like covens and you know Wicca and stuff like that later. And uh, one thing that people <laughs> people seem to forget is that your titles in your coven only matter in your coven. And it's the same thing with everything else. It's like, like yeah, there is a certain respect from that much devotion to your specific thing, but to anybody outside your coven, you're just another person. Yeah. That's, that'd be my last point to make on that. Anyways, okay. moving on to the next one. Okay, we're yeah. moving on to high priest or high priestess. And these are usually people that have gone through the study and gone up the ladder and from, from step to step in the more eclectic, um, uh, the more eclectic magical systems or religions as you choose to call whatever your um, your uh, system is um, and that's usually the more the Wiccan um, the the satanic um, the uh, oh let's see um, I would say the path. yeah the left hand path the uh, all of the revival religions also um, and they are the top uh, um, echelon of, the, of those groups themselves, covens, groups, whatever you want to call them. Yeah, and uh, <coughs> a big part of that is that um, they have done the work. Like in, in most of these faiths and paths and stuff like that, they actually have like a quote-unquote workbook that they work through to basically... Uh, you know, advance through the ranks, or they put in the time, or they put in the effort, you know, it's not just like, uh, like, congratulations, you did the thing, now you're a high priestess. Right, no, and that brings us to our next one, is the novice and initiate. Novice is the very beginning, um, and an initiate is someone who's been accepted into the group, but they're still under the teachers. And they haven't moved up to high priest or priestess yet, or priest or priestess. Um, so the novice is the very beginning. This is what you want to do. You want to start the work. You want to start working with your uh, book of shadows and learning your magic and all of that. So that's what the novice and initiate is. And they're the, in the same group of uh, pagan religions as um, the high priest and priestess group. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's, and obviously these are uh, classifiers in a hierarchy. Um, and you, you find those in the more uh, structured religions or, or paths. Right. right. usually don't want to talk about it, but Wicca is a religion. <laughs> it is. It is. And it is very structured. It's yes. um, a, a true Wicca. There are a lot of people that choose not to um, follow a structured path, but then, and like Wicca and love the teachings of Wicca. One might say it's an organized religion. It is. Oh, shh, don't say that. Okay. Anyway, so moving on. Um, uh, the Druids and the OBOD. So, Dustin, what is an OBOD? Uh... OBOD 
or OBOD stands for Order of Bards, Ovates, and Druids. Um, and more or less, it's the international druidic kind of group. I mean, it's the, the it's like, I guess the, one of the best ways to put it would be like the Wicca of druidism or druidry. You know, uh, there, I mean, there's, you know, just like in Wicca, there's hundreds of covens, there's hundreds of different paths and stuff like that, but, um, the Order of Obates, Bards, Druids is the kind of, the ones that are putting out the material, the ones that are very vocal, there's, you know, putting on, uh, rituals, they're putting on all these different things in communities, uh, particularly throughout the UK, they're kind of making their way this way, um, but they are very structured, very organized, very, that they are your go-to or kind of standard religion like they have you know you have to buy their books you have to buy their materials you have to pay memberships and stuff like that um but what they do is they promote druidry um and druidry uh is basically just a nature-based purely nature-based like uh the main difference you're gonna find from a lot of the other metaphysical and kind of new agey religions is that where say like Wicca would have you know they have the elements they'd have you know air, earth, fire, water and spirit basically mm-hmm. or however you want yeah. that aether whatever um, but druids traditionally only do air, earth and water um, it's yeah it's just basically almost purely nature okay <laughs> so as far as titles go um, it, you, can you be a druid and not and, and call yourself a druid and not be part of the? Uh, um... Yeah, yeah. Um, and the way that the Obot does it is basically they have um, three different branches. As far as I can tell, they're more or less equal. They just focus on different things. Um, but you know, if you're in a druidic group or if you're in a grove or whatever they, uh, uh, your local group calls it. Um, you are technically a druid. You are practicing druidry. You are a, you follow druidism. Um, but uh, as far as the Obot is concerned, there's um, bards are the ones that are out there, you know, working and practicing the spirituality through arts, through singing, through theater, through all these different things. Um, the Ovates are the ones that are practicing more or less the spiritual side, the healing. They do a lot of herbal stuff. And then the druids are just straight up spiritual <laughs> uh, they do spiritual and ritual stuff okay awesome sauce okay so we're bringing uh, we're bringing up the next two because um, they get confused all the time and there's a lot a lot of people that actually um, uh, practice Hinduism or are pagan or the neo pagan title that bring a lot of the Hindu gods into their practices and the difference between a yogi and a guru um, so to my knowledge a, a guru is someone who focuses on uh, Hinduism purely it's it's the spirituality the uh, I guess the, the way of living through the Hindu eyes whereas a yogi is someone who practices yoga there's because uh, yoga is a very big part of Hinduism, but it's only one part of Hinduism. 
Right, right. And the a yogi is you have become a master at your um, uh, your uh, mind body spirit connection, and a guru is like a high priest or priestess, but they have it's they've gone through the steps, they've gone through the learning, they've gone through um, uh, their the teachings and have become the top teachers. Yeah. And I will have to say teachers in the Hindu religion. Yeah, they would more or less uh, most of the gurus that I've ever seen, which is admittedly mostly through YouTube and stuff like that, they all have one thing in common is where if they're going to call themselves a guru, they uh, tend to believe they are quote unquote enlightened. Which I mean, yes. a lot of them do definitely have a certain energy and certain um, balance to their life, but uh, guru is also one of those kind of trap things, which I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about at some point in this, but uh, titles can be very trappy. And misleading. <laughs> Yes. Truly. And he touched on enlightenment. I'm just going to throw this out here right now that enlightenment means different things to different people. So, you yeah. know. Anyways, um, uh, so we move on to covens. So covens um, are pretty much in uh, the eclectic uh, pagan religions like um, Wicca and the... Um, Slavic revival and those types of religions, the more organized religions. Um, the witches like to call themselves a coven as a group. And the groups can be small or large. Um, some people put a cap at a specific number. And some people are, they have open groups that they will, um, if you apply and you get along with everybody, because that's really super important to get along with the people you're learning from. Um, uh, that you can become part of their, their coven. But they're pretty much the, the neo-witchcraft, I should say, groups. Yeah, and I guess this is a point where we should make a distinction between groups and covens. Like, uh, you, a group is, in my mind, something that, or a, it's a group of people that um, really no one's in charge. You're just kind of there to relate to each other. You're there to talk about your beliefs, learn, study, um, but you're all on equal footing. Whereas a coven, um, I don't see this is where one of my unpopular views, but if yeah. you're in a coven, uh, I don't care how hard, how hard you try, there will always be a hierarchy. A hierarchy. That's the three different or more different levels. The novice, the initiate, the priestess, and the high priest or priestess. Yeah, that it is. There is a hierarchy and a coven system, and they follow a dogma. A dogma is the um, a set base learn. Yeah, and like I, that's why I I have kind of weird views on the term eclectic covens because it's like something brought you all together, so you all have to agree on something. Therefore, you have dogma. <laughs> <laughs> there, yeah, that's that is that is the truth. Absolutely, organized religions have dogma, and they're written down, and they use workbooks and reading books, and that's a great thing um, uh, for people that that really need the structure. It's a wonderful thing, and uh, you can learn a lot from each other if you're yeah. working in a group uh, yeah. as a coven. And that's one thing that I will point out is like uh, Maggie and I are solo practitioners it's just me and her basically um 
we uh, do go to festivals when we can. We do socialize with pagan groups. But uh, as far as covens or anything like that, we do not participate in any of those. Um, no. Because we do not agree with hierarchies or anything like that. It's like... Um, and everybody has their own dogma, and obviously we disagree with a lot of people because we're just kind of weird like that. But, yeah, that's that's our unpopular views. We yeah. usually mention that. Um, but we don't have any issues with those things because they're not at all. Uh, we met a woman through one of the groups we socialized with that um, was very confused about her her spiritual path. Uh, she just basically needed guidance. She came from a Christian faith, and she needed the structure. She just felt like she was floundering doing it on her own. Yes. So she needed that structure, which I totally get. You know, it's one of those things that can be definitely useful, but it's something that you have to be wary of. Right. Absolutely. Um, and you have to, um, if something sounds wrong, it is. Yeah. So just keep be aware of that if you're if you're de- deciding on going into a structured learning system. I mean, like, that's one thing to point out. Like, I know that this is one of the most stereotypical things ever brought up in any of these. But, like, you know, if you join a coven and the first thing that's coming up is, like, let's all get sky clad and run around a fire. It's like, eh. Yeah, no. But let's just say, maybe hesitate a little bit to take your clothes off. Yeah. <laughs> perfect love, perfect trust. Okay. So, and then that brings us to the, the social groups and studying and stuff. We have been blessed with um, uh, meeting some people that are of like mind, and uh, we are getting together. We're going to start getting together because we're getting married uh, in May, and um, we're after that we're going to be getting together as a study group yeah. and as a social group because we just really we all are truly eclectic and we have a lot to bring to the table, but we none of us want to have a coven. Yeah. We want to be a, a study group together. See, that's the thing is like all of us uh, are at different parts of our path. We follow different paths. Um, we more or less just kind of get together and bounce ideas off each other as far as I can tell so far. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Which is exactly what you need sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the last thing that we want to touch on is you have to really, really, really be careful with the possibility of things becoming culty because there are a lot of things that sound right on the surface but truly aren't Um, there are things to watch out for um, like Dustin was saying like if someone's pressing you for nudity or um, uh, giving you punishment when you haven't um, uh, when you haven't um, it finished a, a lesson or, or anything like that. This is one that we experienced firsthand. Or if they are trying to tailor your learning and they are trying to um, basically be in control. Uh, we've seen that before uh, where basically one of the people that we've met was basically hand tailoring all the learning material and then kind of made himself Lord King and everything else, you know, of this certain group. And yes, and he reprimanded when he didn't feel that it was correct, uh, what you were saying was correct, or if he didn't agree with your take on a specific subject, he would literally reprimand you. Yep, public, and, public shaming. Public shaming. 
and anything like that is it, it that's kind of leaning towards a cult and if you hear anything like that in a group or a coven um, then or you're experiencing anything like that don't hesitate to walk away you are not tied to these people yeah anything else you have to say uh, nope I think that covers my thoughts on groups okay They're awesome just be careful yeah they are and I really really love the fellowship and it, Visit your, your local festivals because those are a blast. Support your local pagans. So Yes, absolutely support your local pagan businesses too. That's an awesome thing to do. So anyways, I think that's about what we have to say this time around. And I want to thank you for coming by and sitting with us for about 22 minutes or so. So um, uh, I think until next time, we'll say goodbye. Have a good evening. Uh, yeah, have a wonderful night, and thank you for coming to episode two.